Before we begin, we have two special announcements we don't want you to miss. First, coming soon to a podcast player near you is a brand new podcast for our district called Built by Bethlehem and hosted by our own superintendent, Dr. Joseph Roy. Keep watching for details. Second, the Summer Tech Academy is back for 2018. Put this date on your Google Calendar, Summer Tech Academy, August 14th, location, Northeast Middle School. Check out the Tech Academy website at bit.ly slash thinkbig18. On with the show. Welcome to Get the Word Out podcast. Our continuing mission is to communicate and celebrate great stories of teaching and learning at the Bethlehem Area School District. We are your hosts, Laura Martin, Yvonne Zundel, and Patrick Conley. We are technology integration specialists at Bethlehem Area School District in Bethlehem, PA. I'm at the middle schools, Yvonne is at the high schools, and Patrick is at the elementary schools. This is episode three, spring cleaning and moving to the cloud. Well, it's been almost a month since our last episode, and we're definitely due for another one. Um, But first, we'd like to thank everyone for our warm reception of this podcast. We have heard directly from many teachers and some administrators on how we need to continue to get the word out. Uh, We have one request. If you're listening and enjoying the show, please get the word out about us. We really appreciate it. Speaking of appreciation, I am appreciating this weather. I'm dating this episode by saying this, but spring has finally sprung. Finally. Yeah, really? After all of that. Um, do you all feel some rejuvenation, right? Absolutely. You, de- you betcha. Yeah. And right, you know, part of spring cleaning for me is changing up my closet to get ready for spring and summer. You know how I love my clothes. You know, you move your winter clothes out to make room for your warm weather clothes. I usually take a look at what I have, and I always take the opportunity to purge. Or like when you move from one house to another, you don't want to move all your junk. So you really do need to purge. I think to myself, if I didn't use this or wear this for like three years, I should probably get rid of it. If my husband were listening to this, he would be laughing out loud. (laughs) It is hard sometimes to let go of the things you think you might use again. Trust me, I collect things I think I will use later. We have emotional attachments to our things, the memories. It's also like that many of our teaching materials, documents, worksheets, books, and transparencies. I have to ask myself, do I really need that folder of writing prompts I used seven years ago or the math quizzes from when I taught in third grade? In the overall grand scheme of things, you really don't need them. Yeah, don't touch that dial. We'll talk about how working in the cloud is for everyone in some way, whether it be organizing and cleaning up to move to a new laptop, uh, finding ways to break free from, you know, working on one device uh, solely, being able to pick up any device and work on it or hearing teachers tell us firsthand why they think it's the way to go, especially because that's the way our students are working. And now for the part of our show where we talk about the cool tech tools of the week. In the spirit of our episode of Working in the Cloud, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the tool I have for this week. No, it's not WeVideo. It's the G Suite Training Chrome Browser Extension. The Google tools are our most often used cloud-based tool at our school district and many districts. It's basically your personalized tutor for all things Google. 
To get this free extension, go to the Chrome Web Store and search for G Suite Training and click Install. Now when you go to any of the Google sites you use, whether it be Gmail, Docs, Sheets, Calendar, any of them, you might want to go to Calendar because it's updated. Um, you're going to see the G Suite Training icon in the upper right hand corner of that page in Google. Click on it and you'll see a menu of the available tutorials on that Google tool, wherever you're at. For example, if you use the calendar one, you go to Google Calendar and you want to schedule a meeting, but you're not sure how to do that, there's a tutorial to walk you through it, like exactly where to click and point and everything. It's kind of like someone sitting right there with you helping you use Google. They add new tutorials whenever Google changes things. Check out that G Suite training extension for Chrome. Take charge of learning about Google anytime, anywhere. Thanks, Yvonne. Yeah, I use that tool a lot, and it is just so helpful. Well, my tech tool of the week is Google Photos Lens Icon. I tell you, you can't beat this new lens button on the Google Photos app on your phone or Android. Here are some examples what happens when you use this Google Lens, and it can make your life just so much easier. So you take a picture, and you go to Google Photos, and you took a picture of a business card. Well, when you click that lens, you can save the phone number or addresses directly to a brand new contact, saving yourself good two, three minutes. Hey, and then take a picture of a book cover, click a button, boom, you get reviews and other details about it. Then maybe you're out for a walk or a hike or something. You take a picture of a landmark. You need some more information on that, boom, looks what happens. You can get more details about it with one click of a button. In a museum, take a picture of a painting, get the details. Take a picture of a plant or an animal. Click the button, you go right to a web page that tells you about oh. that. So if you get stung by like some sort of a hornet or a bee and you need to learn how to treat it, boom, comes right up to a web page. Kind of really neat. And then last but not least, this really helps me. I don't have to use my uh, calendar app anymore. I just take a picture of a flyer, event, or a billboard that has a date on it, and then it goes directly into my calendar. It's a Whoa. great tool. Yeah, you guys should Seriously? really check it out. That's amazing, and I actually tried this with a plant picture that I took on my trip. I couldn't figure out what it was. I wanted to know what those beautiful flowers were, and it works. It's amazing. I think nurseries are going to make a lot of money off this new tool. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Awesome. Uh, my tech tool for this week is uh, I, have some I have a great announcement. Uh, we have acquired the premium features for Adobe Spark for all BASD teachers and students. Last Ooh. year, I found out about Adobe Spark as a result of a blog post from Richard Byrne, on his free tech tools for teachers blog, I was so psyched about Spark and introduced it at my BISD middle schools. Mid-year, I lost a little steam because Adobe required the students to enter their birth date to verify a minimum age of 13. Well, this is no longer necessary due to Adobe Spark for EDU and the new sign-in process that meets the requirements for COPA compliance. If you don't know what that is, COPA, C-O-P-P-A, stands for the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act and it is a law created to protect the privacy of children under 13. If you have never seen Adobe Spark, check out the link in our show notes. You can find it easily at spark.adobe.com. Adobe Spark is a great tool for student and teacher media creation, and just to describe it a tad bit is, uh, Spark Video is a little less involved than, say, we video, but it has a little bit more pizzazz than a Google Slide presentation. You can narrate, include music, and add video in a snap. Adobe Spark for Education has announced free premium features. 
I like the word free. Especially when it's paired with premium. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the difference between free and premium, you might ask? So the free version has all the basic create, edit, publish, share features in the three project type, which are Spark, Posts, Pages, and Video. All three types are meant for sharing with the world, giving students an authentic audience. Including with all are the graphic elements that Adobe is famous for, like beautiful typography, backgrounds, images, and music. Therefore, your students do not need to go outside of Adobe's library of media, um, even though the option is there if you want to upload your own media. So in the premium feature, which is normally $9.99 a month that we now get for free, you have the option of adding your own logo to projects instead of the Spark logo, like custom colors, themes, and I have to say that the built-in themes are pretty amazing the way they are. I strongly suggest you check Adobe Spark out. It's perfect if you want your students to focus on making their learning visible and not learning about just the tech. Wow, and I think Dr. Roy uses that, doesn't he? He definitely does. And just a shout-out to a couple teachers. I got two classes at Northeast Going with it just today, shout out to Michael Corrigan, Carolee Picarillo, and Laura Medeiros at Northeast for jumping right in. And I'm so happy that our district has made this tool available to our students and teachers. I also need to thank Matt Capoon from ISD for working with me to deploy it to everyone. And another special shout out to Ben Forda from Adobe for being such a key resource and secret to our success. Awesome, so on to today's topic spring cleaning and moving to the cloud. Uh, today we'll talk about what does it mean to move or work in the cloud, going through your materials to determine what you will keep and what you may find no longer useful, how to move to the cloud, you know, the basics, practical tips and insight from teachers who've already done this and how to get started. Um, so I'll take uh, the first topic, and that's what does it mean to move or work in the cloud? So I struggled a little bit to put this into words. Uh, what is working in the cloud? Well, to help you understand what it means to do that, I uh, went back to a BFLEX session I gave in January. Uh, I think I gave it at Freedom High School. And I started off the session with a couple of questions for the teachers. Uh, so follow along and see how your answers match up with these questions. So question number one, can you say yes to this statement? The statement is, I can be productive for work using any device connected to the internet, whether it be a Mac, PC, tablet, or phone, okay? So I can be productive for work using any device connected to the internet. Question number two is, uh, and can you say yes to this? If my computer went down today, meaning it no longer functioned, you know, I couldn't get access to my files for some reason, I could pick up another computer connected to the internet and continue my work without downtime. Wow, you know, it, I have a story to tell. Let's go back in time three years ago to the first day of school. I opened up my Mac only to see the dreaded gray screen. No spinning beach ball, nothing. After calling the help desk, it was quickly determined that my laptop had officially crashed and died. First day of school under normal circumstances, this would be cause for panic. Fortunately, I had been working with Google all summer preparing for school. The awesome IT guy, shout out to Kevin, came over to Brockle to help me. I think he was a little puzzled by my calm demeanor given it was the first day of school. Luckily, 
I had been given Chromebooks for the hybrid program, and I simply picked one up and was back in business. All my beginning-of-the-year information for students, presentation for parents, and such were all safely stored in the cloud in my Google Drive. True story. So why did I do this? Um, our district had adopted Google Apps, and I really bought in. We were also working with other teachers preparing to use blended learning strategies and had been sharing materials and strategies with each other. Consequently, everything we were doing and sharing was in the drive. So truth be told, I had been moving everything to the drive the year before and was using Google Apps exclusively, so that helped a lot. Excellent. That's great. Well, now we're going to talk a little now about going through materials to determine what you will keep and what's no longer useful. Since all the students are already in the cloud, let's talk about what the teachers can do. Cleaning and organizing your files on your computer does not need to be a tedious, boring job that you dread to do. It's basic and simple. First, you can organize your files by subject matter of some sort, maybe math, spelling, science tests, handouts, etc. Next, simply drag all those old files you know you will never use and throw them out. It's going to make you feel better. No need to save that Avery Label page template for number 183 <laughs> in the folder. You're never going to use it. So you're getting closer to being organized. Files and folders and old stuff no longer taking up space. Then look at all those organized files and make sure they are in these formats. Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. So what if they use a program like Keynote or Pages? If they are in other formats like Keynote, Pages, Numbers, you'll just need to convert them over to Microsoft format, and that's easy to do. PDF files or screenshots don't need any conversion. They come right over. I will have to note, though, if you have a lot of image files, adding them to your Google Drive is actually done through the app called Google Photos. So some of you might be asking, what is the drive? Where exactly is the Google Drive? Well, plainly, the drive is web-based digital storage. It's like a big filing cabinet that is accessible anywhere, on any computer, and anytime. Keep in mind, the Google Drive is not located on your computer, or what we call locally. Everything is backed up in the cloud on servers. We have unlimited storage capacity that can be accessed from any browser, but not accidentally. Google Chrome is the best browser to use for the best functionality. Now that we know how to find Drive, how do we save our files there? Well, again, use your Google Chrome browser, open up the Google Drive, and just drag your files in. For more detailed info, if you need it, please see our show notes. Best practice is to copy these folders on your desktop you just moved to the Google Drive to a flash drive for safekeeping. Well, dragging files to the Chrome browser is easy. What are some of the other ways to work in cloud, though? You know, we're just talking about Drive. In other words, what do we use instead of the programs on our computer? Uh, we usually use a web browser to search the internet, so we also use that same web browser to access the cloud apps. Some examples are, well, Google Drive, we've been talking about that, but inside of Drive, it's not just a big uh, server or a place to put your stuff. You can create using the Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Slides, drawings, and more. Uh, Gmail is in the cloud, our uh, email that we use here in Bethlehem, you can get from any device. We use, uh, instead of iTunes that we're used to, we use Google Play Music. Uh, and then um, 
Patrick just mentioned, the Google Photos instead of iPhoto or Photos, whatever it's called on your computer. Uh, we use that in the cloud as well. And I will mention uh, my new favorite tool, WeVideo, uh, instead of iMovie. So there are a lot of equivalent programs in the cloud to things that we're already using on our computers. Okay, so now it's time for Let's Hear From Our Teachers segment. So we are at the point in the show where we want to hear from our teachers. First, we asked Holly Erdman from Liberty High School on key benefits of working in the cloud and John Phillips from Marvine for tips and advice on moving to the Google Drive. So, hey, let's roll. Um, hello, my name is Holly Erdman and I teach English at Liberty High School. Okay. And... Um, with regards to the moving the, the files to the cloud, especially in Google, um, some of the pros would definitely be that everything is available at all times, at any location, wherever you are, wherever you're working, especially as a teacher. Uh, you don't have to worry about losing any information. Not only that, all these platforms save constantly so nothing is lost. Uh, many teachers have to find their files on their computers in the midst of many little icons all over the desktops if they're using a computer, but online it's much more desegregated. Um, Another pro would definitely be you can go back in your archives for a long time. You don't have to worry about saving to a Staff 3 server anymore. And the other pros would be students can work on any location, anywhere they want. There's no excuse for that. Well, I started with Docs a long time ago. Gosh, maybe almost 10 years ago. And um, that's when I had to create my email addresses and all the kids had to make their own Gmails. Kids could collaborate with me through comments on Docs. Um, I could see the revision histories. I can also detect plagiarism. Um, I can show them how to detect plagiarism. And more importantly, when I teach like essay writing or structuring of assignments, I go back in the revision history and start with day one and show them where these students have started and what it looked like in the beginning. And they can see it as a, like a learning process. Um, I have students who are on homebound. I have students who are having difficulty. The parents are in on the documents and we write comments back and forth. And I don't want to focus just on Google, but just to right. have everything in a logical, clean, not very busy um, order uh, for students and myself. It's very easy to access, especially having files from one year that works so well and you want to bring them over to a next year. I also look at my past history of work to find out where I'm going to go for the next year. And then when I want to revise something, I go and immediately revise it and, and it, the changes are live. So you don't have to write sticky notes on something that you want to change for the following year as a teacher. And then with even students, they find everything so easily. I mean, you can search according to recent in any platform you use, recent, shared, and so on. They understand that. Um, they've also been brought up that way now. Uh, for example, I have students who are doing resumes right now in senior year, and I explain how this is the document that's going to go with you for the next 10 years. So they're always going to have access to it. Sit with someone who's patient enough to help you with it. I would definitely help. And just accept it because it will truly make their life so much easier. I access my files on my phone on a soccer field. I sit at a parking lot and access my files. I don't, I use my, my hotspot on my phone. I don't need to have the hard drive there. I need to have a good computer to get me to the network, but it's just so much easier on everything. I don't know. Sounds good. Okay, here we are with John Phillips, third grade teacher, Marvine Elementary. John, you've moved to the cloud. Can you give me some information on the pros and cons of it? Some of the pros are all of my files are in one place, easy, accessible, easy to share with other people. I was glad I did it and make sure if you're moving to the cloud, organize all of your things first so when you get to the cloud, it's a lot easier. 
So, John, if I wasn't in my Google Drive yet, so I wasn't living in the cloud yet, what would be my first step? First, I would organize all my files on my laptop, make sure I convert them over to files that I can use in the cloud, and then slowly drag everything over. Okay, John, so I've started my process. I make believe I'm a teacher. I've started my process, and then I started hitting some stumbling blocks. I hit a wall. Uh, any advice for teachers that are in that situation? Sure. First, don't get frustrated. Take some time. Play in the Google Cloud. Learn what it's about. Also, ask any third, fourth, fifth grade teacher. We've been in the cloud for a while now. We kind of know the ins and the outs already. Wow, I really loved how Holly pointed out uh, how a document develops over time. That's a huge aha moment for me. In fact, uh, there's a Chrome extension called DraftBack that tracks the changes in a Google Doc and creates a movie that shows the evolution of it. Um, so you would go to the uh, Chrome Web Store and look up DraftBack. Um, you install it, you reload that Google document, and it will put a little draft back button in the top upper right of the document. You click on it, and it will render or create the movie for you, and you can play it back. Um, I'll put a link for that up in the show notes page so you can check it out. Let's talk about how to get started. My website is in the show notes, and I made a video at the beginning of this year called Six Steps to Success. You can watch this video. It's only about three minutes long. Stop it and then complete the tasks. And when you're done, you have achieved the six steps and become successful. Two, moving to the crowd, cloud, of course. So, yeah, I used uh, Patrick's videos a lot. In fact, I created a going to the cloud quick guide for a B-Flex that I had in January at Freedom High School. Uh, takes you through the, the different steps as well. It's located at bit.ly slash BASD cloud. I'll put that link up in the show notes. Takes you through signing into the Chrome browser. And I think Patrick's step-by-step -step is very similar. Determining what documents you already have that are cloud ready. Determining what documents that need that extra step to get them ready for the cloud. Apps that can help you accomplish the same things you do on your computer now, like there's Equatio, a Chrome extension for a mathematical notation, WeVideo and so forth. And I threw in a little bonus, how to scan paper with our Xerox machines to transform them into an editable Google Doc. So this was a response to special ed teachers who get IEPs from other school districts on paper, and you know they needed to get this digitally, and we used the Xerox machines to scan it, and we put it up in Google Drive, and they could start editing right away. So I wanted to uh, put that out there as well. All of these things will be on our show notes page. Well, that's it for our show today. We hope you found a gem or two. If so, reach out to us on Twitter on at B-A-S-D-G-T-W-O or check out our website at bit.ly B-A-S-D-G-T-W-O. And please don't forget to reach out to us and give us your requests for topics at our Twitter handle. We've heard from a few teachers already and are working to bring their stories to you.